having something just small and being able to relate without saying a word to a patient or for them to assume that you're an aide or an assistant or the secretary or some other you know, individual um, that's not it's not the professional. It does speak volumes and it, and it validates that like we didn't really have anything to like validate like openly what we had accomplished. You know what I mean? Like you just didn't have anything that looked like you that said nurse, you know, that was regal and, and was, was not, you know, junk what thrown together. It was made and it was, there was care in it, in the production and the presentation. It's just a badge, but like, it really isn't. It really isn't just a badge. When you talk about representation, it is extremely important to walk into the room. You have to say who you are and who you're representing and you just have one more thing that you're proud of that you can wear that says that for you. And when you're doing all of these professional things, you can proudly have something on that looks like you, that, that speaks for you too. We are not telling you to quit your job. Here at Off The Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast, we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you. This is OTC University, and class is in session. Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. My name is Carl Bourne Jr. And I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Paulo Ching. Paul, say what's up to the people. Yo, what's up, y'all? How you guys doing? I'm so happy to be here. It's a beautiful day. I'm glad to, I'm glad to be alive, man. And Rona yes. free. Yes, sir. Rona free. <laughs> so as always, you guys know we love to bring you special guests. This week is no exception. Really, really looking forward to this episode. We have the lovely CEO of Reflections by Zaina, Miss Anisha Smith, who is also a nurse entrepreneur here on the show with us. Anisha, thank you so much for joining us. How you feeling? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a pleasure. So I am Rona Free. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the qualifications before you come yeah. on the show now. <laughs> so, Anisha, we like to be respectful of our guest time. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right into it. So just right off the bat, tell us, why did you choose to pursue a career in nursing? Um, so roll back. So uh, I guess maybe high school um you know I was athletic real smart on a roll etc etc and I don't know if you know but typically you know you kind of like your parents and your relatives will all kind of start giving you careers when you're young and oh you be you know you should be a doctor you should be this you should be that and the funny thing about physician or, or being a doctor was that I did actually want to be one. I think almost everybody, kids you ask, they want to be their pediatrician or their teacher because uh, those are the people that they typically see outside the house the most. Um, and for me, it was really no different. No difference. I think I did really want to pursue medicine of some sort. Uh, and 
how I got turned on to nursing was my senior year in high school, I was pregnant. I got pregnant with my son. So I was a teenage mom, uh, honor roll student, athletic, uh, and, you know, straight and narrow. So not your typical uh, person that would typically get caught up in a teenage pregnancy of sorts. You know, my entire family was surprised by it. I was surprised by it. And I had a college picked out. I was all but admitted. I had toured and they were like, yeah, all you got to do is apply and you're, you know, you're in. Um, and it was for a biology pre-med um, program. And so becoming pregnant, of course, completely derailed that. But my guidance counselor uh, at school, she said, well, have you thought about nursing? And I was like, eh, I mean, no, nah, not really. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, I mean, I hadn't really been in contact with a lot of nurses. You know, I myself was pretty healthy, never really been admitted, never really had that best experience before. But I said, you know, it's still medicine. I'll try it out. So I went to a um, college fair is what happened. And I was like super pregnant in my Catholic school uniform attending a college fair for nursing school. <laughs> and, you know, in the 90s, that is I mean, it's just not, it really wasn't very prevalent. Like it was a scarlet letter situation. People like look at you funny and it's shameful. It's embarrassing. And I went to Catholic school, it was all girls. So like, that was like icing on the cake uh, for me. And, but it didn't matter. I still went and I, I got in touch with a great recruiter um, who ended up telling me a lot about a program, nursing program that was directed mid. It was very competitive, et cetera, et cetera. You should try out. So that's essentially how it happened. Um, I went through with the process. I only applied to two colleges. They were both nursing programs and I got accepted into both and I got a scholarship uh, into both. And so I chose the kind of more prestigious Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm from, um, and their Francis Payne Bowen School of Nursing. And I started, I had my son in February of 2000. I'm sorry, I had him in February 97 and I started college in, in August of 97. So that's kind of how I ended up kind of in the field there. You know, you you made a point earlier how a lot of kids um, either want to be a teacher or like a pediatrician because that's what they want. <laughs> I actually never thought about that before because growing up, I was like, I used to see my mom used to take us out to these airports. So mm -hmm. as a kid, I just wanted to be a pilot my whole right. life. And I never attributed the fact that all I'm seeing are pilots. So clearly <laughs> that's what I want to. So just, you know, kind of with that same thought, train of thought in mind, right? When did you decide to make the transition into becoming a nurse entrepreneur, right? And what was the most difficult part about it, would you say? So um, I may not look it, but I'm over 40. And uh, I, ever since I was very young, I had always wanted to do something for myself. I've been a real, real creative person ever since I was young. Everything from dance competitions in the street in the summer to, you know, like babysitting to I sold Mary Kay. I had an eBay store. Like it has been a part of just kind of who I am as well as a nurse for as long as, you know, I've been an adult essentially. And nurse entrepreneurship that I started to take seriously um, I think kind of came in the digital era. I think, you know, you can only kind of go through certain avenues in the 90s or 2000s. You know, when I became a nurse, it was like Mary Kay or it was Avon. It was like these programs that were set out. And 
you didn't have all the avenues that you have right now. Like it just kind of almost exploded having that type of access. All of a sudden you can be a self-published author and all of a sudden you can, you know, become a graphic, our nurses, a graphic designer, nurses that went back to law school, you know, have their own practices. They don't necessarily have to, you know, slide in under a position directly. So, you know, having kind of solidify that and saying, okay, I really do want to continue entrepreneurship. I just kept trying at it. I just kept trying different things, different things that I wanted to do uh, and, you know, pass or fail. I just kept going. And so before I started Reflections by Zane out, you know, I did do self-publishing and we were doing self-publishing before everybody was doing self-publishing. We were, you know, I mean, it was a real grind trying to figure out how to get around the gatekeepers. And, you know, we learned kind of that, that business trying to get a book out, you know, and understanding how hard it is and who you have to know. And you know, the genre was like a romance erotica genre. So it's already taboo. Uh, and so, you know, forging that and knowing that we could do that, we could put three books out by ourselves without all of this extra help that's available now you know, you just keep going. <laughs> I just kept going. We hung up our, you know, we stopped writing and I still kept thinking of ways to, to be creative and to turn creativity to business. And so Reflections by Zaina became the next endeavor. And so this is what I call my sticking point. You know, the point where you just keep throwing things at the wall, throwing things at the wall, you throwing ideas at the wall and then something sticks. And so this for us has stuck. Uh, over the past two years trying to grow this is definitely and so we've we've kind of done enough groundwork to not become overwhelmed with the growth so that's where we are right now that's kind of it's always been in me <laughs> it's always been in me um entrepreneurship so. so with with that being said i think you made a a, a lot of uh really good points just even in terms of entrepreneurship is not easy. Mm-mm. And I think that a lot of people, when they first think about entrepreneurship, it's all flashy and they think, oh, nice cars and I'll be able to have all this money to do all this stuff. But they don't realize like it doesn't happen overnight. It like it's, it's, a, it's an endless grind before you get to that point. And so the question that I want to ask you from your standpoint what would you say are the three biggest things that you wish you knew before moving into entrepreneurship? The, I would say number one would be the importance of building relationships um, and finding people of integrity to have in your corner, uh, to find people who have been where you're trying to go. And typically millionaires will tell you this, you know, people who've already, you know, attain some level of financial success they'll always tell you to you know try to find somebody who's been where you're going because they can have cleared a path or at least can set you on a path that will um kind of help you propel you know excel faster uh so i would say building relationships is definitely one the power of email lists and an audience having an audience uh, no matter how small having a dedicated audience that you can talk to. Um, you know, we kind of, like, and I told my son all the time, especially with him being born in the late 90s, that we were pre and post uh, internet. 
you know, we came up before it. We know what libraries look like on the inside. And we know what copy machines, how to work that. And, you know, a fax machine, what is that? You know, we know these things. And so, you know, you have a little bit more of a, I guess, a background that you can pull from when you're trying to step out and do something new. And I think that that's to our advantage. But something that we never did do because you're just too busy trying to figure it all out is to grab an audience and hold on to an audience and nurture an audience. And I would say that is definitely number two that I wish I'd have known. Uh, and I would say the third thing is not being afraid to think bigger. Uh, I personally don't have an issue with that. Unfortunately, I think, I think, you know, I'm super optimistic and I think really big. Uh, but understanding there are other avenues, financial avenues, mentorship and coaching that can help you. You don't have to be alone in it. And I think that self-employment and self-entrepreneurship is something that is still a group it's a family effort it does not mean that you are doing every single thing by yourself because you're going to be moving really slowly and we did come up with that because we were you know all the little multi-level marketing you know there was so much out you know in the early 2000s MLM was out and you know all you saw was me me my 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 and you know everything was about self and so that is really kind of what you almost have to share when you understand you know you really have a passion in something you really have to learn to get rid of the eye because you'll run yourself into the ground trying to do it all and that is something i'm learning um how to ask for help and how to be okay with it um so i, I think that for sure <laughs> um taking the eye <laughs> and putting in the trash can you know as a somebody that is a self employed or you know an entrepreneur of sorts that may be one or two person business um you will not be able to reach the mountaintop if you will by yourself and that is something that we're taught you know without knowing the ins and outs we're not taught about the networking we only see the final result they never tell you that they have seed money a lot of these success stories have seed money that grant money that you know all of this money to help them they had resources they had advisors they had you know they had help and but the story is not sensational that way and that's how we're built so you you get in and then you're just like you know you see these people level up because they hired this person and they got in touch with this person and you know they got in front of this person and all everybody was willing to help and for some reason that's not sexy so that would be my big number three um is to understand that small businesses need more than just the people running them to succeed. I actually want to go in a little bit on number three. All right. Um, so you, you mentioned a little bit about network. And obviously, as all our listeners know, your network is your network. Network. Yeah. Right, right? <laughs> I've heard that. Um, so I, I want to say you're fairly successful. Um, so what, what has your process been like, you know, when you're building your network, when you're trying to figure out, um, who to connect with, who to partner with and ensure that they're building up the success of your business, you know, how do you go about building your network? And if you could, you know, give advice to our listeners and tell them how they could do it, what would you say? Okay. So that's, that's a good question. It's, 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 there are several layers that I see it and I'm gonna try not to confuse myself as I talk about them. Um, but one of the reasons that I moved 
slowly in a sense. And like my husband will say, you know, sometimes we just need to do things and like stop making sure things are perfect. When you're building on the ground level, I feel like that foundation does need to be solid. And, and in e-commerce, you know, your foundation is your website. It's your calling card. It is, you know, how you, everything from how you package your products, you know, how you thank your customers. You know, if you care enough to reach out, to talk to them, to thank them for supporting you. Um, when people look back and they look for me, they're going to see that I took care in putting together my, my business, work of business, you know, my website. I, I took care, you know, if you go to Etsy, you'll see we have over 10,000 sales and five-star review ratings. So Etsy recently took the star, like they added a number to the stars. Before it used to just be one, two, three, four. But you know, like Amazon, there was no average. And now there's an average. So five is five. 4.9, 4.8, 4.7, you know, it is, you can see it. And if you go to Reflections by Zena uh, on Etsy, it is five-star average. And so people can, you know, you build in that up from day one with no audience and with no repeat customers. Building that network means that people, before they reach out to you, a lot of us, at least I do, we'll go investigate. We'll do a little bit of, a little, a little bit of recon, kind of go see what this person's website looks like, you know, how are you going to touch with them? Um, are they responsive to emails? You know, what are they, what is their social media looking like? Unfortunately, we do do that. Like, easily we kind of kind of see what we're dealing with. Um, and I feel like in this technological era where there's so many different ways to build, a lot of people that support me, I don't live around, you know, we don't do lunches, but we support each other, you know, online. And we support each other, you know, in business and throwing, and throwing work back and forth. So they see that I'm serious through the way that I present my business to them and the way that I approach them. And I think as a tip in the beginning, I strongly believe in taking time to do those foundational things and to not rush those pieces, like having a responsive uh, website or place of business that people can find you in and being polite and responsive and having a business etiquette that is professional uh, and in nursing, we learned that a lot of that is not hard for me because, you know, I, I'm always performing when I'm at work, I'm always performing. So, <laughs> so you understand the, the importance of customer service. Um, and that's kind of my lead in my second point that I just wanted to say, whether you're business to business or business to consumer, how you treat people like period, like I, you know, as a nurse, you know, the whole visit of a patient, they could have seen 10 doctors. They will speak on the nursing care. They may say one or two things about the physician, but the nursing care is is the hotel room. It just is. It is the that's the way it is. The bathroom, the bed, everything runs back into nursing. And so, you know, you really have to learn to take care of the customer relationship. And that's one of you know, it's a really big thing that we kind of get badgered into us. And you kind of like, man, whatever you know, when you're nursing because you know your job, but when you try to parlay that into business, it is, it's really important that people feel like you're approachable and that they can ask you questions and that they, you know, you're not um, kind of, I don't want to say snake oil in a sense, but just that you, that you were valuing the, that you're valuing the building of relationships and networking. And that just is, you know, how you present yourself from day one. So you know, all those things 
you're not expensive things to do. Um, they really cost zero cents, to be honest with you. Um, just learning to build from the bottom and being genuine in how you deal with people and valuing, you know, the relationships that you have or that you're trying to build. I love that because it's funny, me and Paul actually had a, uh, uh, a mentorship Monday thing that we did for a, uh, a black physical therapy group yesterday. And that was one of the important things that we listed. Cause someone asked us, you know, what, what are some of the things that you think helped you guys to get to where you are um, still being students, you know, and, and one of the first things we said was that networking piece. And I think so mm -hmm. many people really overlook that mm -hmm. and think, that they don't need people. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like you said, you're only one person. If you're working with someone else that, you know, like me and Paul are only two people. Thank God we have a, a wonderful team behind us. Mm -hmm. Shout out mm -hmm. to our interns, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, but, but it, it's very important to be able to realize that. I think the biggest thing is putting your ego to the side and saying, mm -hmm. okay, I don't know it all. And because I don't know it all, I need to be willing to ask for help. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I saw when I was doing a little bit of research on you, and, and I kind of want to ask this question because it's going to lead me into my follow-up. And just because I don't think we did a, um, I don't think me and Paul did a good job of being able to let the listeners know exactly mm -hmm. um, what Reflections by Zana is all about. So the first question I just want to ask is for anyone who's listening and they're like, okay, like we've heard her drop this name a couple of times, but we have no mm -hmm. idea what it is. Um, Cause you tell them, you know, what Reflections by Zaina is and what that sure. embodies. So Reflections by Zaina came about uh, again in another venture that I was trying to figure something out, figure how to be creative. And um, my daughters came to me, they draw, they're, they're 13 and 15 now, but you know, four years ago, they, they were, you know, really just really taking a liking to art altogether. And they would come to me and they would show me their drawings and none of their characters, look, they were not black characters. Now, you know, my husband is big on anime and sci-fi. So they had a lot of exposure, you know, just as far as different cultures. And, you know, they came to like a lot of characters that were not inherently black. But then when you try to emulate and you have a variety there, they're lacking the variety. And so they just weren't seeing themselves anywhere. They weren't seeing their skin tones. They weren't really, they had nothing to really go on to emulate. So then you're learning art and you're great at drawing every other race but yourself. And so that kind of sparked me. And I was just like, there, <laughs> there's got to be a way to expose them um, to show them that Black artists are drawing black characters and well and inspire them and of course for me i'm not an illustrator uh i do creative design and elemental design and i like to put elements together uh and so that's when i started the art piece of it art of reflection by Zena, and then it kind of parlayed into a wooden badge um that i started in 2016 for help you know for basically starting as nurses for healthcare workers i was like this is awesome um no, nothing looks like this. <laughs> like there are no like cute little black girl badges for professionals to wear, you know, there are all of the Disney princesses exist and all the animals and all, you know, all these little objects and things, but nothing that really um, 
amplifies us as black professionals that we can choose from, that we can have a choice over. And that's kind of where it started, honestly. Honestly, that's really where it started. Um, I posted it on my Etsy shop, you know, maybe a handful of sales at the time. And one nurse bought it. She shared it in this massive black nurses broad group. And I've been busy. I've, I've, I've actually, because it's a hand-painted piece of art that I do, and I've done about 11,000 of them, probably 11, 11,000, 12,000, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I've done them for, for, like, I just had no idea. Like, you just don't even understand the impact until you go back and look at all the orders. Like, oh my God, I've ordered over 11,000 pieces of three inch wood to do this. And these are for professional women and some men um, that value the choice, that value having something to choose from. We gave people a choice. And like, you don't see that as it's happening because you're like, yeah, it's a badge and you go through 10 of them a year. But I have people who are like waiting to graduate so they can buy them from me. Like how impactful is that? Like just something that's not even $20 that I, I put together or like we were developing, you know, we have different lines now of, of enamel and PVC. Like we, you know, we branched out, but it remains extremely exciting for our customers. They love just this piece. They love seeing black women. They love seeing professional women represented. And I had no idea that it was such a sore spot for professionals when I started. And so we just kept going and we kept developing more art and we started putting them on accessories and travel bags and passport covers and all all the things <laughs> all the things and um you know that's kind of where our growth stemmed from but I'm telling you as far as revenue those badges that has has sustained growth we've been able to reinvest over and over and over over the years because of those wooden badges that I made and I actually had to take them down for a little while because I'm really backed up <laughs> and I'm trying to get ready for the holidays. Like I just take them down. People are like, can you please email me? Like this is wood. It's wood in a retractable wheel. But because they understand the quality and they know that I'm hand making them and they know they're customizable and they're unique, people will, will wait. They will wait. And so that's where we are. We've got everything else for sale. We have our breakfast, you know, enamel for sale. Like we have all these things, cute, colorful badges for sale but people are waiting for my wooden badges <laughs> they're waiting and so that speaks volumes for the impact it really does and that's just a thought you know me trying to give something to my girls and show them that there are other ways to be seen and that you know now my girls draw almost exclusively little black girls you know and that's and that's a beautiful thing I actually had to just really introduce them to other black artists and I'm like look at this look at this look at what is out here I want you to make sure you learn it learn it learn how to draw everybody but I really want you to be great at drawing yourself <laughs> and people who look like you you know and that's really just where it started from and so then you find out that all these grown people are like this is amazing <laughs> you know we're grown we're professional I've been lawyers I've done judges I mean like you just wouldn't be I would never have thought that that was where that was going, you know, just something that's three inches tall, um, having such an impact. And so essentially, that's what we become, the place for you to go and get, get your, your representative gear. <laughs> you know, 
Oh, Carl, did you want to ask something first? You can go ahead. Okay. All right, cool. So, wow. First off, let me let me say, Anisha, I don't know how often you hear this, but you're going to hear it from me. What you're doing is incredible. Like, thank you. We we thank need that you. for no, thank you. Like our culture needs that. And uh, my follow-up really is just from a standpoint of wanting our listeners to be able to hear this from you. Um, I feel like we already have a, a an idea of it, you know, but I want to ask you, what is the importance of representation in healthcare? And I want to ask you that because when we look at healthcare as a whole, we're the minority. Mm-hmm. In every physical therapy, nursing, MD, Cairo, everything, we're the minority. And I think a lot of, a lot of people who are not Black don't understand what it feels like to be a minority mm-hmm. in a field such as healthcare. So mm-hmm. that's why I want to ask you that question, because I think it's very important for people to be able to understand why that's such an important thing mm-hmm. that needs to be discussed and needs to be talked about. Um, so I think first off, a lot of medical contributions just to this country were done by, by black people. And we don't even really like, you know, you have to be an adult before you find these things out. So, you know, that aspiration just at, at a young level is a reach. Um, maybe not as much now because social media has brought a lot of groups of people together to say it's not just me and now I'm in a a network where I see other people that look like me but you know from growing up and you know I've had let's see I've been in I went to Catholic schools from K to 12 okay I had a gym teacher that was black and I think that's it. And that's just an education. So when you go to into nursing and you talk about, you know, pouring your heart and 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 being transparent with this individual that's supposed to take the best care of you, we don't even see that in the numbers, you know, I mean coupled with historical, you know, terrible things that have happened. But we don't even get to really see ourselves in that emotion, honestly, a lot of the time. So being able to just proudly have something that's so small that just, you know, especially in the COVID era, like there's not a whole lot we can control anymore. Like what we look like at work, what we have to wear, how we interact with patients, you know, it's all been very stringently um, set up for us. Uh, And having something just small and being able to relate without saying a word to a patient uh, as a black nurse uh, or a black nurse practitioner or a black physician, physical therapist, to see that title immediately without having to say it or for them to assume that you're an aide or an assistant or the secretary or some other, you know, individual um, that's not, that's not the professional 
it does speak volumes. It does speak volumes and it, and it validates. Like we didn't really have anything to like validate like openly what we had accomplished. You know what I mean? Like you just didn't have anything that looked like you that said nurse or that said physician or that, you know, that was regal and, and was, was not, you know, junk what thrown together. You know, it was made and it was, there was care in it, in the production and the presentation. And I think a lot of my customers feel just cared for. Like, okay, we, we see you like trying to see us. We see you. I know you've got this profession and you're working on this profession. Can you please do this one? Can you please? It's just a badge, but like, it really isn't. It really isn't just a badge. You know, it, it's a choice and it's a voice. Before I say anything to anybody and that, when you talk about representation, is extremely important to walk into the room, you know, and of course behind the mask nowadays, you can smile underneath the mask, but you have to say who you are and who you're representing and you just have one more thing that you're proud of that you can wear that says that for you and says it on the way to lunch and says it amongst the family members. And when you're, you know, educating and when you're doing all of these professional things, you can proudly have something on on that looks like you that that speaks for you too even if it's the black fist and there were a lot actually had a twitter real quick a twitter post that i didn't even know like i had um an influx of the orders of our black fist badge and we were like where is this coming from and so we kind of reached out to one of the our customers and we were like did you like how did you find us because it's like weird it was just a bunch you know in a row and they're like oh Dr. So-and-so ER doc had the picture up. She posted a picture of your badge on Twitter. And I was like, what? Like, I don't really mess with Twitter all like that. I have a Twitter account, but I'm like on Twitter. And so I went and found the post. And sure enough, she was like, her patient felt and loved her badge, number one. Number two, felt so, said that they felt more comfortable and they were just happy to see her wearing it. Like, I mean, like, it just doesn't even you just think stuff is nothing. You know what I mean? Like you just really, you think it's nothing and it's not that thing. And that, all of that goes into like why representation is important and why any little thing that you can do to show that you are proud of where you come from and what you've accomplished and that you are not ashamed to share that with others. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done in healthcare with the disparities in care and, and just the miseducation and there's just a lot. But that to me is just a really fun way to get it going. It's a good way to, to break the ice. It's a really good way to, to, to put your line in the sand and not hide from, you know, where you come from and what you've done. So. Yo, listen, I love every part <laughs> of what you're doing. <laughs> every part of what you're doing. I'm thinking like, even as you're speaking um, real quick, I'm just hearing like, I'm imagining, you know, what, what the experience has to be like with, for example, all the black women, women in my life that are in healthcare. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thinking like the way I've seen during rotations or like when I've done it uh, shadowing, when I've seen just the, the mm-hmm. patient's face light up just because somebody walked in that they looked look like, like them. Mm-hmm. I, I've mm-hmm. seen the opportunities that present themselves. So I love what you are doing and what it stands for. And like, you know, even, even to speak to it, speak on it. It's just the fact that you've been able to build this 
I'm not going to call it a brand. I'm going to call it a culture. You built this culture of people that want to be in your circle where somebody's willing to say, all right, I got to wait like a couple of weeks, a couple of months for mine years to come in. I had a, had a lady work. She held her badge for a year. I Mercy. made her badge with a Haiti flag on it. Mercy. And she held that pin for her final year of nursing school. And she sent me a picture and said, I was finally able to wear it. I passed. Like, like, that's like crazy. that's crazy. You know that's what I'm saying? Crazy. Like, that's oh my crazy. God. <laughs> so, and the reason I bring that up, right, is, is it cool if we talk business for like two minutes? Is that okay? It's okay. All right. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, by social media standards, you are an influencer. I mean, period. You are an influencer, period. Okay? Um, the fact that you're able to do this thing that's affecting people at such a deep level, mm-hmm. every time you put something out, it actually moves. People make decisions, mm-hmm. right? So I want to talk about that a little bit, what that journey was like. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up in particular is because I know a lot of people, like, you know, they'll have a ton of followers and then they're like, Okay, because I have a ton of followers, it's this, this, and that. But I know every everybody's process is different, mm-hmm. and not everybody comes out being like, "I want a hundred thousand people to to mm-hmm. follow me." Right? Mm-hmm. Some people like, they want that. So mm-hmm. what I want to ask you one is, as you were building this out and you started to see the traction mm-hmm. and that continued sustained growth happening year mm-hmm. over year, were you thinking to yourself, "I need to hit a certain number of people in my circle"? that's going to present, you know, these opportunities or were you just like, I'm just going to keep doing this every single day because people are loving it. The second one. I am, I'm already self-motivated. So, and I think unfortunately for me, like I need to grow my network. Like I need to get in front of people that can put my badges, they can gift them in thousands. Like that's kind of where I want to be. Like I want to be in stores per se, but like in hospitals or in nursing schools, like places like that, like niche like you know hbcus that have nursing programs and medical programs like that is for sure an audience i want to get in front of i'm not yet um, but i want to get in front of and yes very small shares like social you know a social work a social work group facebook post will send 40 social workers to our website because they don't have anything out there that looks that's doing what we're doing right now and and then they don't feel like the investment is a lot of money. They feel like they've got this token, this, this, you know, something that they can put on that shows that they've got their master's degree, that they've done the work and it only costs, you know, 15 bucks. So it's like win-win, <laughs> big win, you know? Um, but I think the event, well, before COVID, you know, back to what you were asking, I think that networking piece was kind of starting to show itself with our pop-ups because then you have immediate, you know, people turn their phones on, they're filming our setup. They're like, Oh my God, look at all this melanin goodness. Oh my God, look at this. Oh my gosh. And so COVID kind of shut that down. (laughs) The traction kind of like, you know, we, we couldn't get that immediate excitement that we would normally get on the road. So kind of we had to turn and, you know, pivot a little bit and to kind of see where else we could situate ourselves to garner that type of excitement. And so of course you have to kind of turn back online and start looking for influencers online. Um, Black Nurses Killing It is one of my favorite places to uh, advertise because those nurses absolutely pull the trigger because they feel like this is awesome and it's different. 
and they look like me and black nurse is killing it the page in itself is, is pretty targeted audience by just by itself so you know we get a lot of you know pictures that are posted on that thread that are in my badges that i'm not tagged because like i've just done so many of them you know we you know they're being gifted and they're here and they're there and it's not a thing anymore <laughs> it's not a thing anymore to tag me like it's just like regular i'm just you know, a regular uh, item that you would get and where to work. And that's, um, that's awesome. That's awesome. So for now, you know, the networking piece and the leveling up and trying to hit, like you say, a certain number, I do believe our plateau online. I mean, you always can throw more marketing dollars and add dollars out there to get a bigger audience. But as far as like visibility, I do feel like trying to nurture relationships, you know, in the academic setting, um, to have our items available for the students there would be would be a really nice move. Yeah, <laughs> really, really, really good play. So, oh yeah, you're gonna for sure, for sure, <laughs> make that happen. We have no doubt, not for real. Um, and just like uh, you're trying to get it out to academic settings, real quick for our listeners, don't forget that we also have our t-shirts available. Right, they're free currently. They won't be free someday, and that day's coming up soon. <laughs> so if you want your shirt, please text the word shirt to 321-384-6275. Again, y'all, that's 321-384-6275. Text the word shirt to get your shirt for free. Um, while well, they're still free because, you know, stuff's expensive, y'all. I'm going to text my shirt. Hey, there we my go. Text, me, there we me. go. Yes, there we go. I, want, I definitely want a, I definitely want, want a shirt. There for we sure. go. There we go. Um, but yeah, we want to just say thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us and um, inspire us. I feel inspired right now. I'm just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> super rare, like to be able to feel this like level of like, holy crap! <laughs> really crush this. That's awesome. See, you know, I have to parlay that. That you know, uh, in future, maybe early 2021. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of in here, you mm -hmm. know, with helping, helping other small businesses add these particular products to their, to their store, because there are a lot of nurse entrepreneurs who do scrub shops and they, you know, that's a perfect um, customer for us to kind of help them build mm -hmm. out that, this badge part, the badge piece of their, of their shop. So like, we have things that I'm thinking about and um, helping, helping business, small businesses with that grunt work you know, mentality, don't have a lot of money to have teams <laughs> quite yet, um, get started and just kind of bring out, you know, some ideas that could make them some money. So absolutely. I love what y'all are doing. This is great. This is great. You perfect personalities, both of y'all. Very natural, very natural. Oh, stop it. You're going to make all this. I'm serious. Just... <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> really <laughs> really I'm really going. you know the voice is alive on a podcast i mean it is it kind of sets the tone and just how you say what you say and whether you stop and starting a lot all of that stuff you don't think about it from the listeners end, but yeah voices are big voices are a big deal in podcasting so you two keep it up for sure well thank for you sure. we, we greatly appreciate that um, and seriously, you know, it, it really was a pleasure to be able to 
get you on from the from the moment shout out to to ruby ruby is our our intern that runs our our social media page okay and uh so ruby is the one i think initially that that reached out to you to um to bring you on she does she does her homework you know and she always lets us know when she sees someone that is doing something amazing such as you and uh just really grateful you know that she was able to help us cultivate this relationship and make this episode happen we were excited yes. you know from from the moment she started showing the page and uh it's just it's really a blessing you know to be able to to connect with other african americans mm-hmm. in this space that are making moves such as you're making so again thank you so much uh but before we let you go for anyone who's listening and they're like this is their first time mm-hmm. you know being exposed to you what would be some contact information or some social media information, whatever you want to leave with them? Sure, 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 sure. So um, we have two websites. Um, our our home base is Reflections by is uh, Reflections by Zane, and that's the name, the business name. R B Z R B is in Boise Expressions, all one word. dot com is our website. So R B Z Expressions. dot com. That is where you'll find our web that's our website that's where you'll find all of the things that we talked about here today and there's actually a, a collection called work badges or badges that makes it really easy for you if that is what you're interested in uh to go and have a look at everything there um in etsy where i started it's reflections by zaina that's just my shop name and you can search for me by shop name and i'll come up and you'll see my logo, the cute little red headband, or I'm sorry, pink headband, Afro Puff Zaina. <laughs> and Zaina, by the way, is my daughter's names. Like the Z and the A, I have uh, my my 13-year-old is Zaria, and my 15-year-old is Anaya. And so I just took the Z, the A, the N, and the A. And I know Zaina's exists like as a name, but like the reason it's that name is because I took those those letters and <laughs> and did it that way, but um that's where i am um on etsy reflections by zaina and then if you'd like to shoot me an email you can do reflectionsbyzaina@gmail.com or niche um n e e s h at r b z expressions.com as well so that's pretty much how you get to us i mean if you if you go on facebook on our facebook page we're everywhere by our title like i got all my domains as soon as i decided what the name was going to be <laughs> so it's a reflections by zaina on instagram is reflections by zaina on uh, twitter and pinterest and um facebook so if you type that in you'll find us everywhere and we do answer all of our instant messages on facebook and if you you know instagram message me i'm responsive there as well so you can you can get in touch with us uh for the most part through social media email would be great the best way um but you can definitely drop a line um through Instagram Facebook too. Perfect. All right. Well, Anisha, again, thank you so much for hopping on and talk to us. To our lovely listeners, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. If you got some value from this episode, which I know you guys did, please go send Anisha some love. Let her know how uh valuable the episode was. Subscribe comment, share, do all that good stuff. Leave us a five-star review. And until next time, 
peace and many blessings. Don't forget to get your shirts. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. This episode was brought to you by the Accepted System. The Accepted System is a program that helps pre-physical therapy students get into physical therapy school without wasting time or money. Most pre-PT students go on to spend hundreds of dollars applying to multiple DPT programs, with the majority of them having less than 40% confidence that they will actually get accepted that cycle. You have been taught that regardless of all the work you put into applying, you really do not have much control over your acceptance into PT school. The truth is, you actually do. You can find help at www.preptgrindotc.com. This episode was also brought to you by PhysioMemes. PhysioMemes helps PT businesses to increase their referrals through word of mouth marketing by growing their brand with an online store. PhysioMemes. Thank you for listening. Don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. See you next episode.